Welcome to Lost in Menstruation, a podcast for women who want to find a better way to hormonal health. I'm your host, Gemma Barry, an ex-nurse, period activist, comedian and herbalist. You might think that's a strange combination, but I wouldn't be where I am without those skills, let me tell you. Be ready for health tips and banter, no filter talking, belly laughs, and most importantly, finding your map so you aren't lost in menstruation. This is the stuff you wish you'd known years ago, but it's never too late. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lost in Menstruation. Today I am joined by the wonderful Phoebe Terry. Hi Phoebe, how are you doing? I'm doing great, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks, very well. How have you been finding things whilst the world has been upside down and inside out? (laughs) I mean, uh, it's been really important, like, maintaining relationships with, um, you know, like, my mum and my grandma and just kind of asking them questions. Like, I I keep getting these strange, like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like anxiety, but it's also kind of like, I don't know, frustration and just wanting to voice those to people and I don't feel entirely comfortable always voicing them to my boyfriend because I don't want to think I'm crazy so (laughs) yeah it's nice to talk to my mum and be like I'm feeling this way and she's like me too I know we were just uh, talking before it's very reminiscent of like the early days of the big brother house isn't it like uh, and you feel like you need some sort of diary room that you can go off and vent into (laughs) just just sit down and go (sighs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly that like scream into your coat and then come out and be like I feel better now yeah it's fine So, um, you have a um, pituitary tumour. Would you be able to um, let our listeners know what that's about and and how it came about affected you and stuff? Um, So, I I got diagnosed with this um, about five five years ago. Mm -hmm. And things that's like, it's, it's dangerous, but it's also not. Yep. So you can, you have to be like very careful about the way that you explain it to people. So um, I, I have this thing called a prolactinoma, which is, um, it's incurable, but it's also kind of dangerous, but also kind of not dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's not, it's not a cancer, um, but they can't uh, treat it. So it's just kind of basically like right there in my brain um or just like below the brain like between the eyes Mm -hmm. um and it's basically a a a tumor that is um latched onto my pituitary gland um which is the thing that produces all of the essential hormones uh and it was kind of scary because um like i had to i had to basically explain that to my parents without them crying (laughs) it took like a lot of a lot of pr (laughs) it's like mom mom is gonna be okay (laughs) is the tumor word is involved it's like <gasps> yeah exactly i feel awful like i'm i'm doing this thing with um with the soho theater like i i applied and months before we went into quarantine completely forgot about it yeah. and they had this bit where they talk about you know do you have any like medical conditions um and i had written about this condition yeah and then i got offered a place and also a bursary 
And I went into my boyfriend and I was like, did I make a fuss? <laughs> did I, did I like, did I like ham this up a bit? <laughs> like I've got this like, and then I'm like, no, it is difficult. Isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Take it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so it, sometimes you can get ones that are, are kind of like very big and scary and they can um, affect your eyesight. And yep. if that's the case, you have to have this quite scary, um, semi life threatening operation yeah. Um, which is quite dangerous because it's near this big artery in your brain. Yeah. Um, mine is like just small enough, so it doesn't really affect my vision. Um, but they have to basically scan it every couple of years to make sure that it hasn't grown. Yeah. Um, I take a medication which is supposed to um, attack the the cells mm-hmm. and sometimes that shrinks it but that's only in maybe like 15 percent of people can completely go off the medication yeah um it's looking like that's not going to happen for me um which is fine it's it's quite a rare condition and when i found out that i had it i was very frightened i actually i think i went through like the emotional process that people do when they discover that they have cancer or they're going to die because i was imagining something quite serious like i I made a will yeah. <laughs> at 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, shit's, shit's gone down when you're like, I'm going to do a will. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I have £4,000 in savings. <laughs> I can go and to my schools. And a cat, <laughs> yeah. It did. I was like, who's going to look after my cats? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It was very scary. And also sometimes... Um, doctors don't know what it is so they'll be talking to you like you're dying and you're like oh no you you don't know enough about this <laughs> yeah. so that can be really scary as well and it's it's just kind of like towing the line between this being a really serious thing and this being a, a manageable thing yeah how um, what kind of alerted you that something was up like what were what was happening prior to your diagnosis um, so the, the, the tumour, the thing that it makes um, your pituitary gland produce a lot of is um, prolactin, yeah. which is um, the hormone that you produce when you're breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So I knew that there was something wrong because my tits grew four sizes wow. in like a month. <laughs> like you think that's the dream, but no. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt so much. It yeah, was like my body did. was getting ready to breastfeed every orphan in the world. It was yeah. like a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like very nervous and anxious and like it was affecting my decision making. Like I couldn't handle any stress. I would get very tearful and um, my ex-boyfriend very tentatively said, maybe you should go to the doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I might have said maybe you can fuck off, but I didn't go anyway. <laughs> um, and they were like, "Yeah, this this sounds like like a prolactinoma." Yeah. Um, the doctors were great actually because um, this this affects different people in different ways. So I I actually when I was going through this process, I met a girl at one of my book clubs mm. and. I didn't want to tell anybody because if you tell people it's kind of real yeah and for some reason I told her and she'd gone through 
all of the stuff that I was scared of. So yeah. she'd had to have the scary operation that can nick your artery and kill you. Yeah. And then she had to have another operation and then she had to have radiation. So I was wow. literally sitting next to like my worst nightmare of yeah. <laughs> what my life was going to be like. But she was actually, I mean, her life was very difficult, but it wasn't awful. Like she was a very happy person. She had a baby. She was just taking it in her stride really so that was equally terrifying and reassuring um yeah and I don't know it my my doctor said that they don't know what causes it but one of the theories that they have is that it's triggered by stress Mm -hmm. um so people tend to develop them when they're going through things like uh divorces for example Um, so he was very like firm with me and he said, I want you to be careful about what kind of work you do in the future. Mm. Um, you know, stay away from if you're in an office and there's like a really toxic work environment and you're, you know, dreading, it's that kind of like anticipate, um, I can't say that word and anticipating, anticipation. Yeah. Anticipating back to school feeling. That, that like yeah. back to school feeling, he said, avoid that at all costs. Um, try to live a calm life. Yeah. Um, which is when you decided to become a Buddhist monk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I just sold my cat and went to an ashram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And every time, you know, like a tax bill comes, I just burn it. <laughs> oh, I have a dream. <laughs> I have a brain tumor. I have to. <laughs> I have to be careful of my stress levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just this is just too much. I can't deal with this. Um, yeah. So obviously, like life gets in the way, but it, it is kind of weirdly um, affirming to get someone to say there are certain things that you don't have to do. You know, don't, don't go out with like shitty guys who are gonna. F- you know, fuck you around and make you miserable. And it's like, oh, I don't have to do that. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've I, got a doctor's I have a, certificate. I can't date Yeah. <laughs> I've literally sat down with guys who are just, you know, absolute gaslighting machines. And I've been like, look, my doctor says I have to avoid <laughs> stress. So I just, I, you know, obviously you like a bit of drama and I just don't think I'm the right fit for you. And then it's being like, oh, I think... I think I just rescued myself from five years of misery with this person. This is amazing. I want to high-five you right now, yeah, and that doctor. We all need that prescription, frankly. We We all need that prescription. Yeah, we want to say, like, do you know what? This is not my problem. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's incredible um, what stress can do. I mean, it completely Mm. throws your hormones in the drink, basically. Uh, Yeah. In the best of times, if we're going through... Mm high stress and stuff I mean it can it can either cancel out your periods or it can make them like nuts and like you can have the mother load of a, of a period and think where the hell has this come from and you know yeah. tracking it you you know you might find out three months ago or whatever you moved house or you know lost your exactly. job or, you know corona yeah. hit for crying out loud yeah. and uh, here we are having you know terrible periods and and things like that so absolutely stress can be a a massive deal on our body um yeah and not in just the ways we think like people are like oh yeah make your blood pressure go up or have heart attacks and things like that you're like no 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 
it underpins everything <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that women should do whatever they like with their life but I, I do sometimes worry about the immense pressure that we put under mm. it's like no we're, we're supposed to we're supposed to feel safe enough to make babies and um and and just feel like like just some like tiny level of like protection or support mm. and the modern world just doesn't provide us with that and we have to sort of forcibly say like do you know what I can't do absolutely everything yeah. and not feel guilty if you spend you know half an hour walking around the park with a cup of coffee yeah you know this incessant hustle culture is <laughs> yes Ooh. it is it's yeah. really toxic really and and also like mm. the positivity about it as well you know always always be positive you know there's always something to look forward to and all of that and and yes it's great to have a glass half full kind of outlook but then if you're so sunny all the time you know like the, the day mm. 24 hours is half day half night you know we have to have that time to reflect mm. and feel the funk sometimes and that's okay yeah yeah and, and also just process things that have happened like oh yeah. you know my friend's not feeling very well or I had that like weird argument with that person and yeah. just just make peace with it because otherwise you get the emotion volcano and nobody yeah. wants that yeah <laughs> especially exactly. not people that we live with <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true isn't it like uh, we were talking yeah. beforehand about um having that um like ability to sort of sift through your emotions if you like so you're not yeah uh, churning out Just that emotion them down all the time yeah. yeah um because like it comes out it will come out somewhere like it has to because you have that whole yeah. stress response so like dogs if they I mean when I take my dog to the vet like she hates it I have to sort of like encourage her in she's like with her feet sliding along the floor <laughs> and, uh, she's she just she's fine when you get in there because it's never anything that nasty but you know we all feel a little bit anxious going to see the doctor I suppose and afterwards she shakes yeah. like she gets rid of all of that adrenaline that's built up in her by shaking it out and that's something yeah. that we don't do as humans you know we just like we have that bad day at the office and we, we put it in and we lock it in inside us and then you know mm. when we were allowed to mingle like maybe the commute happened and that was awful uh, you know there's lots of things that all happen and then if we can't shake that off and yeah. discharge that adrenaline like that's really dangerous for our bodies and you know mm. change things up. and we're not told that we're told just like push it down work 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 yeah. don't yeah. you know process your emotions when you're on your deathbed <laughs> yeah exactly you imagine just people on their deathbed like screaming their head off and it's like ah, ah this is all the stuff i need to get rid of now i'm screaming into my pillow <laughs> yeah scary isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh you know it's really good to have that um that discharge but in a healthy like in a healthy yeah. way be it like exercise or or screaming into your coat maybe you know but not directed necessarily at somebody but even if it is mm. to then acknowledge yeah that's actually stress and it's not I'm upset yeah. because you haven't taken the bins out or whatever else it's just I had someone's armpit in my face the whole way home on the northern line <laughs> you need someone you need someone to tell you that and, yeah. and that's one of the good things about having you know a, a condition is it is it forces you it forces you to to do that to process to 
I, I think I would have been like a completely different person if I if this hadn't have happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it, know what kind of person I would have been, but <laughs> very different. <laughs> it's true. I think that about having endometriosis and adenomyosis, like it's definitely it's you know, it's something that you wouldn't put your hand up and say, Yes, please, I'll have that. But mm-hmm. you know, I've got it and it's it's made my life yeah more positive you know I, I try and take the positives from it and uh and it's it, you, you're right it makes you a different person and you tackle things in a different way and um definitely and it, it helps to have that kind of guidance of it because like otherwise who knows where you'd be kind of thing it's it's very true yeah so um do you uh like so you've started out in comedy do you ever mention this in your comedy sets and stuff or talk about it or is it something that you might like to in the future or how do you feel about sort of entwining that into your into your stand-up it's it's something that I would I would like to um to talk about in the future um but it, comedy you have to be so careful about um the tone that you use when you're telling jokes because you do get people that kind of go up on stage and they kind of use the audience as a bit of a free therapist um (laughs) very true which is which is fine but i i also think that comedy is is a a craft and you're kind of trying to find the right tone and um the right angle for, for particular jokes or particular situations and um i i think that I want to I want to talk about it in like a very light-hearted way um, about the way that my my family responded to it, yeah, and to kind of build that connection with the audience with anecdotes and stories. Yeah. I think that's the best way because then yeah. the audience will think like you know how would my family respond if I, I told them that? oh my god my grandma would completely overreact and da-da-da. yeah yeah um, you don't want to like burden an audience shit (laughs) it'll be like a ted talk i think the moment you become earnest on stage you you don't you're not funny um exactly yeah giving a presentation but yeah like you say it's got to be light-hearted and and relatable um but i think um i think there's a richness in health and it you know the experiences of people like and like you say and weaving that into stories and how families mm. react to it and stuff I think it's just gold um yeah <laughs> on where you can take it and and some of the weirdness that happens I'm uh, reflecting on um like my diagnosis and stuff and uh I was taken into A&E after collapsing out in a pub um and I don't, we'd only just got there and then I passed out in, in toilets of all places. Anyway, um, I was, I've been doing some journaling and stuff about it. And I'm like, when I went into A&E, I lost all of my clothes and I don't remember anyone taking any of it off and, or where they went. <laughs> and, you know, like for the whole time whilst I was there, I was thinking, where are my clothes? Like, where have you got them? Like, where are they? Are they in a bag? you know they weren't on a pile in the floor I'm just like I and I I don't understand how I don't recall someone <laughs> taking off my bra like where is it yeah. <laughs> and, and that's such an important part of life as well you know the, the, I, lo- I like the comedy about 
having babies and, and dating and picking up and and you know coming to the end of your life and realizing that you that you are mortal and your body is fragile and it can fall to bits yeah. um and i really admire comics who can talk about those things yeah with a kind of a sense of you know we're just we're just people this is what happens to us yeah. and almost sometimes i've, I've seen comedians talk about it, that in a way that is it, like reassuring yeah like um you know this is what's going to happen to all of us and it's okay yeah like there's there's something few very very good comics can do that and they do it beautifully yeah yeah it's true and i think there's there's something really healing about laughter as well you know mm. like you know even if you can laugh at yourself at doing something or a, a situation maybe not at the time but afterwards you can reflect on it i mean i certainly wasn't laughing about being in hospital and losing my clothes but now when i look back on it i'm like that's actually quite weird and and quite funny like that yeah. I would laugh at that if someone else was telling me uh and it's those like like nuances that are that is yeah. where the gold sits I think with that comic lens um absolutely why, yeah. yeah and and I guess how it's it's so great to be able to um share that with others um mm. yeah and, and and building a relationship with the audience is is really important like you you want them to kind of feel safe. So you yeah. could go out and, and say like, I have this problem, you know, goodbye. I, everyone's devastated. Goodbye. You know, yeah. life's a great walk off the stage, but <laughs> <laughs> it would kind of be like... It would be a bit film noir, that really, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they have their own difficult lives. They come to sort of forget that and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a great, um, it is a great sort of... Uh, stage in, and, and craft like you say in which you can and pull things around and, and stuff so in terms of your um of your tumor and stuff now how do you find that it uh, like affects your daily life like is there you know is it something that you have to be conscious of what kind of things do you have to do and, and all that kind of stuff yeah i mean one of the funny things not funny things but you know uh, the things <laughs> that you have um with a prolactinoma is i've been given this kind of like preview into both pregnancy and menopause <laughs> so handy <laughs> yeah so i look at i look at all my friends and i'm like oh mate you've got no idea what's coming <laughs> um so I, I i get this like really fun thing called uh brain fog which yeah. is where sometimes i'll just for no reason but you know the reason i, I just feel really tired um my memory is absolute dog shit. Yeah. Like I used to have a really good memory and now um, I'll be trying to remember the name of a comedian that I'm trying to recommend to somebody. Yeah. And I, I like deeply, deeply sympathize with, you know when old men get like, they like lose their abilities and they get angry. Yeah. And if, if you laugh at them, they're like, fuck off. Yeah. You know, I was always like, oh my God, you're so, ugh. But if, if I, if I can't remember something and someone, cause people always want to take a shot at you and you're all been like, Oh my God, she's so ditzy. Da, 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 da. Yep. Um, if I can't remember something, people will just go for me socially. Yep. Um, and I find that like, it makes me like really angry. Like I, 
you know, I want to shout to them, like, I have a fucking brain tumor. You're the, you're the dickhead that sh- that's, like, making fun of someone. Do you like, know what? I think I would. I mean, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if, that, if that's a heckle, uh, I think I would be coming back with that and be like, yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Definitely. But it's even been with, you know, like, like uh, family and, 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 you know, friends. And you're just like, for fuck's sake, we're so obsessed with you know, this person's smarter than this person, that we just, like, any sign of weakness, we're just like, eh, we just yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, and I, I talked to my mum about it, because obviously, like, she's in her, she's in her late 50s now, so she's going through menopause, and she's like, it's so fucking annoying. Like, she went to Oxford, and she can't remember, like, her daughter's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the other thing, is, like, we're not, as women, like, we're not warned about any of these things, and they are really they're like really debilitating yeah it's uh it is the brain fog yeah totally a real thing i mean new mums will uh definitely relate to that and Mm. um endo i mean anyone pmt wise brain fog pitches up i think at least once a month for everybody but yeah that um not being able to recall things is really irritating i know Um, I mean, I'm just so thankful that I have a phone that I can look things up on. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's weird as well because you only recall the memory once, like of whatever it is you're trying to to remember, and then after that, you're recalling the memory of the memory, if you like. So it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know exactly what it's you mean. Weird, but it's almost like a Chinese whispers in your own head, and uh, that's, I guess, how we sort of morph things and things change in our memories about you know I definitely wore that no no you didn't Margaret you definitely had the green trousers on and (laughs) it it really changes stuff as you're recalling things but yeah the the brain fog is very frustrating but like you say I think writing it down and and kind of owning it I'm all about owning stuff like um if you can't recall things uh I mean I'm pretty renowned for that uh, myself and I'm great with faces, but terrible with names. So uh, I, I struggle myself. Um, yeah. I just make stuff up. Uh, I find no one cares. So I just make it up and they're like, all right. Yeah. And then you can just carry on. <laughs> I do those, what are they called? Mal- malpropisms? Yeah. All the time. Like <laughs> my boyfriend loves it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So funny. <laughs> I do. I think they're great. Uh, yeah. My mum's brilliant for doing those. She rang up once to order a taxi and was like, oh, hi, I'd like to order a, a six-seater settee, please. <laughs> 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 At which no one could get any sense out of her because she's laughing her head off. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I have to write that down because it's just gold. It's just gold. Um, yeah, very I think I was like, my boyfriend... Um, never corrects me we just kind of both silently acknowledge what i've just said and then he's kind of like i think laughing a little bit in his head like nah, i was a good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the really thing good. is the more you do it i think the you'll end up changing your whole language so you know it becomes like a running joke now that ordering a cab's calling for a settee yes yeah and so you you change things around with your nearest and dearest and then anyone mm-hmm. else who walks in on that is like what the hell are you lot talking about? <laughs> like you changed up all the words. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like when you've got um like a baby or a toddler living yeah. with you and, and and they do that and it's so yeah. endearing that you're like, do you know what? I actually prefer your word to my words. Like <laughs> yeah. my sister always used to call um perfume 
Parthenon. Yeah. And, and that has just stayed. Like, she's 19 now. We still call it Parthenon. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think it, those, it, sometimes we're getting really frustrated with stuff like that almost yeah. makes it worse and it makes it like much harder for the person who's struggling with it and just Definitely. rolling with it and owning it and being like, do you know what? That's me. Like, let's just yeah. call it that. And, uh, and it be almost like you say, becomes endearing and you just create your own new language. Yeah. No one can understand it, which is great. So you can speak in code. So it's good. <laughs> Cause that's like the thing, like illness can very quickly take away your, um, your dignity in a lot yeah. of different ways. Yeah. And when your your family and friends point it out, you're like, I already fucking know, and I already feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, fuck off. But when they make light of it, it's 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 like it's like they're saying, you know, it's okay. This is yeah. completely manageable. We accept you as you are. Yeah. Um, which is incredibly um comforting when um you're around people that you trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. We um we have a degenerative eye condition in my family. Like it's it's like everyone seems to have it. There's less people yeah. without it than have it. Yeah. Uh, but exactly that, we all take the piss out of each other for being blind as bad. Um, but you almost feel like you're included oh. in some sort of club because you yeah, can, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not kind of like suffering alone. It's like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So my last question to all my guests is, uh, if you have any funny stories around your period um, that you can share with us, I, I, I guess the funniest story that I have was um, the fact that I, I didn't have one like my first one for a very long time I was I was like pushing 16 um this this might have been because of like the pituitary thing um and you know my doctor was like just gotta wait it'll happen when it happens just be glad you don't get them yet (laughs) (laughs) um so I was just like waiting 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 I was like oh come on and then one day I was at school and I went to the bathroom and it happened yeah and I literally ran all the way home like Charlie with his golden ticket (laughs) (laughs) my mum was like sitting on the step of the house talking to her friend and I just went mum I've got a womb (laughs) she was like that's great darling (laughs) did you get your period I was like yes Oh, I love it. I love it. I love those <laughs> stories. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and it, it goes to show, doesn't it? Like we all give it such a bad rap, but actually when it's kind of missing in action or it hasn't turned up when you think it is, it's almost yeah. like, hang on. Like you're left out of the club. You're like, I yeah. complain about yeah. cramps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be involved. Yeah, yeah. So I want to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> suffer for my art yeah just a man with tits and I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true it's uh and like it's such a it's such a report card as well our period like it tells you so much about your inner workings and health and stuff so yeah it's it's an important thing to have for sure Mm. oh Phoebe it's been an amazing pleasure to chat with you my love and find out your stories so nice to talk about hormones with somebody it's (laughs) thank you for starting this podcast we need more like this more (laughs) we need tv series channels just keep it up (laughs) yes good (laughs) um 
yeah, all uh, I will put all of uh, Phoebe's links and things uh, in the show notes, so you'll be able to access them there. Um, but thank you again; it's been a real pleasure. And yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, see you on the circuit, my love. I will see you on the circuit. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved it, feel free to leave a comment and give us a follow. You can find more information on my website, thewellwomanproject.com, or come find me on the grid on Insta or on my Facebook page. You can also drop me an email, gemma at thewellwomanproject.com. Any information we've shared today will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Big love, Gem.